social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. It's Wednesday. November 17th, off to a chilly start, but then it's going to warm up. All right, we are still on Rittenhouse Verdict Watch. All eyes on Kyle Rittenhouse. You know, something that I, I just want to, I don't understand at all, is some of the reporters that are outside the courthouse, and they're asking people, do you think Kyle Rittenhouse is a racist? Um, can, can I just, are people not paying attention? Obviously, I think there's a lot of people that just cruised in were not paying attention to the trial, but... Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is is white, and he shot three white guys. So what are we talking about? What are you talking about? Racist? Why would he be a racist? He shot three white guys. I could see if he shot three three black guys, but he 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 shot three white guys. Where is this coming from? He's racist. We know that Biden called him a white supremacist. That part we know. We know the judge had to say. You know, do the jurors disregard the statements from the president of the United States? Think how pathetic that is. You can say he didn't belong there, even though his father lived in Kenosha. You could say 17, he shouldn't have been there, even though it's a misdemeanor. There's a lot of false information put out. He didn't cross state lines with the weapon. It's a misdemeanor. He didn't even have the type of weapon that would be a felony or anything. So all of that false information put out. So you can, uh, and they're trying to say he incited trouble because he had a weapon. A lot of people had weapons. Right now, outside the courthouse, people have. Uh, Wisconsin's open carry. So you can't do that around here. Wisconsin is, you can, you know, there are people literally walking down the streets and have rifles over their shoulders. You can't, can't do that in our part of the country. So, so you can accuse them of many things. Racist is not one of them. All right, let's go to some of the sound. One of them, I do like this, how Morning Joe is blasting Democrats, Joe Scarborough, and Mara Gay writes for the New York Times, increasingly out of touch with regular American citizens. Let's listen to it. What the Democrats have done over the past nine months, this will be taught in political science classes on what not to do when you take over Washington, D.C., while inflation's been going up, while uh, Afghanistan was blowing apart, while all of these, what is the image Americans have had of Democrats going out in the halls of Congress, debating each other in front of the media, and just talking about numbers? It has been insanity. Meanwhile, gas prices are going up at the pump. Meanwhile, Afghanistan is melting down. Meanwhile, Democrats just seem like, they, you know, the supply chain, they just aren't on top of this. Instead, they're just fighting each other. They have to get past this, don't they? Absolutely. I mean, the Democrats also need strong leadership and they need some discipline and they also need a sense of urgency uh, they seem uh, increasingly out of touch with what everyday Americans are facing. They are. Um, whether it's, you know, lingering unemployment despite uh, all the jobs that are available in certain sectors, whether it's health issues or uh, pandemic-related childcare problems, the inflation that's uh, making it really expensive to, to travel home to see your loved ones at Christmas. Right. The Democrats seem pretty out of touch at this point. Uh, you know, the other day I... Uh, booked a, a ticket home to see my dad in, in Detroit, and it's going to be hundreds of dollars to rent a car in Detroit. They make cars in Detroit. I have never seen anything like it. So I think I think the Democrats kind of need to kind of go back to square one and understand uh, maybe they need to, to talk to their constituents face to face as the pandemic kind of wanes and, and get a sense for what everyday Americans are going through. Nobody can buy a home anymore. Uh, so there's a lot of problems that, that they have. as Yes, they do. And it's I'll tell you, folks, and again, uh, you're listening to the John DePietro show. Folks, a big part of this is the party is being controlled by the progressive left and it's the elite. And they don't like, you know, Congressman Cicilline was like this. They they it's the Kennedy School of Government crowd. They want to just sit in a conference room, go around the room. They don't like things like snow plows and you know removing snow they don't like things like dependable uh garbage you know sanitation pickup that's not appealing to them they like to sit around and discuss what they consider to be you know very important 
uh, woke type issues. The regular day-to-day and most of the people, the average person, you rely very little on government. Most people, wherever you live, wherever you're listening right now, a lot of people, you know, what do you depend on? You depend on them if it snows to plow the roads. If that fails, that stands in your way. You you depend on when you put your garbage out on a Tuesday morning that a truck is going to come along and, and pick it up. You want your, your mail delivered. You want the streets swept you want the street lights to work you want the stoplights to work you know there's there's actually very little things most people depend on government on and they don't like those really bread and butter type issues that that most people that's what matters people are less concerned you know to the to the uh, elites to the democrat party on the left that they have become to, to most people, it'd be more important to them to make sure the street is plowed when it snows or that they just sweep the street as opposed to whether or not critical race theory is being taught in the schools. So it is, it's not your imag- their imagination. It is a complete disconnect. And this is the platform for the Democrat Party, which is MSNBC and Morning Joe. You know, this Kyle Rittenhouse uh, case and verdict, as we're all waiting for it, but what's going to happen after this and how they're going to react? President Biden, he, he doesn't know what's what's happening. He doesn't even know that he put out and issued a statement where he's basically calling Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist. I don't I don't think he's fully up on on everything that's going on now. Closer to home, the covid numbers are ticking up. So but listen, I think everyone's just prepared to deal with it. Everyone knows the drill. The vaccine is available. Uh, there are some people that wear a mask. Some people don't wear masks. There are there are the hospital numbers are going up. You know what they don't like to talk about? The number of illegals that use the emergency room like a free walk in clinic, because for them it is. So that's one of the reasons. But they'll never touch on that. But if you check the website to Petro dot com and you'll see the story, I am surprised that Governor McKee is going away on a 12 day vacation. And he could certainly argue. That since he took over in March, it has been nonstop and it is a uh, tough pace and he's had a lot on his plate. I completely understand the need to, uh, you know, take some time off, recharge, totally get that. But with everything that's going on, I, I mean, I think they have to hold their breath that nothing happens. That's a long time. I'm surprised at that. I'm surprised they just didn't wait until next week is a short week. Um, and I can understand maybe even doing a wraparound, you know, Thursday, Friday off weekend, Monday, Tuesday, then come back on Wednesday. But obviously they wanted to go somewhere. And if you're going to be out of state, he's going to be out of state, um, unless he's a big skier, but you'd think, is it going to be the West coast? Is it going to be Florida? Is it going to be Hawaii? Somewhere like that. I mean, I'm not sure exactly. They're insisting that he is in fact, uh, hasn't left the country. So it's limited options. But I just think with with COVID, with the Rittenhouse uh, verdict that could come out, it's just a lot of things hanging in the balance right now. Um, And I understand the McKee people may say, listen, you know, 12 days, it's not going to make or break the election. But I'm surprised someone who's he's going to be his primary is next September. And, you know, Wednesday night, you do the press conference with state police to advise people careful of drinking or driving thursday you'd think you'd have the visual of him photo op at the soup kitchen friday saturday shopping local black friday helping the economy somewhat but maybe they feel that uh that his time off or this trip whatever his family has planned that it's more important um we're gonna we're gonna find out now they're making it very clear that he is in fact in charge they're not leaving it to lieutenant governor sabina matos but i um that's 12 days almost two weeks that's kind of a long time it's kind of a long time for for someone who think a year from now he wins that primary and then is is a truly elected governor well then you know i mean then he's got four years then he could could kind of go on you know easily go on a two-week cruise if he wants to to really uh, recharge hey folks this portion of our program brought by henry oil and it is chilly out remember reliable affordable fuel oil delivery call henry oil today this winter i'm asking you make henry oil your oil provider 401-521-0200 401-521-0200 and online at henryoil.com 
uh, reliable. Remember, lock and cap pricing, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Service contract, budget plans, automatic delivery. Call Henry Oil today, 401 521 All right, a lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, MEGA, 508 336 2110. 508 336 2110 for MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Whether it's commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, also Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery. Listen, you're trying to run your business. You need MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 336 2110. Trailer pickup and delivery. 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. You need it fixed. You need, need it fixed in a hurry, and you need it fixed right. Call MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair today. Remember, free estimates, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, and if it's on a trailer... They can fix it. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you can receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's fall. Very soon, the heating season will be here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier Infinity System, JKL. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency Infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L., carrier factory authorized dealer, licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. J.K.L. is also a Navient certified factory dealer called J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. To the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, petro.com just click listen live joining me right now he is a columnist with the boston globe and his dan mcgowan dan i'd like to start off you know we haven't talked about this in a little bit but i like at the right in the beginning of roadmap you do in fact cite that eh, not a popular topic but covid numbers definitely have ticked up since i think the highest since april and that doesn't i don't think that bodes well as we're heading into the holidays here no, it, you know, it, it's interesting because it's the fourth highest day. Yesterday was the fourth highest uh, uh, single day total uh, in new cases since Governor McKee took office. Um, and, and like you said, the most since uh, since April. And, you know, you go back and you look at sort of the way, you know, COVID sort of exploded last winter or really last December. Um, now, different factors here, of course, you know, you've got the vi- you've got the vaccine now, so it's less of a, you know, uh, a major risk than maybe it was last year, but you are clearly starting to see, you know, weather getting colder, it seems like you're starting to see 
kind of a little bit of an uptick. And we've heard, you know, all the experts uh, or many of the experts have said, this is probably going to be something you're going to have to kind of see and deal with every year going forward, um, kind of like the flu or, or, or whatever else. You know, as it gets colder, you're probably going to see a spike in flu cases and you're probably going to see a spike in, you know, COVID-19 cases. You're right, though. The, the interesting thing, you know, if you're, if you're Governor McKee, you know, it's obviously a bad thing. And, you know, Governor McKee was hoping, I think probably a week, two weeks ago, um, I think Governor McKee was hoping, you know, he would be in a position to be saying, uh, you know, we're at the finish line here. We're, right. we're about to we're about to declare that it's over. I mean, there's definitely been talk internally about, you know, do you do you lift the mask mandate in schools? You know, at what point can we kind of declare that things are back to normal or as normal as they're ever going to be? Uh, you can tell from the from the press conference yesterday, uh, the weekly update, you know, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, his health director, is in a very different place. I mean, she yes. came right out and said, look, more masks, more, you know, if, anytime you're indoors, start to be, you know, uh, keep your distance from people. So it certainly looks right now like, you know, we're, we're in for another kind of winter of, um, you know, c- continuing to have this conversation about COVID. Okay, McGowan, I, I would think with his primary 10 months away, he still hasn't been elected governor. I, I will go first. I'm surprised Thursday morning, you know, you're not going to see him serving at a, at a soup kitchen on Friday shopping local business shop local black friday are, are you surprised i i just don't remember us ever getting notified that governor mundo was basically going to be away on vacation for a week and a half yeah look you know i i fall on on sort of two different ways on this i've always felt this way you know the person that we you and i both know um has spent you know a pretty significant time amount of time out of state Yes. Um, has been the mayor of Providence, right? Has been right. mayor of Lorza. And, you know, I've always sort of fell in the middle of this. There are times where I think he's a little bit tone deaf. You know, that trip to New Hampshire, um, yep. you know, in the middle of a kind of a little bit of a crisis here in Rhode Island. I think that was a really bad example. At the same time, I am sympathetic to these guys. Like, you and I get to go on vacation. I get right. it. But you're right. I mean... <laughs> The, the can you imagine, John? The, I mean, the come heat, on, the game's on the line heat? here. That's exactly right. Can you imagine the heat that Gina Raimondo would have gotten for being out of state for for essentially ten days? Yes, I, I think I think you're right. I, I think this is a um, I think this is going to be an ample. If, if I'm Seth Magaziner and I'm Nelly Gorbea, yeah. even Helena, folks, you know, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to make sure that on that Friday on Black Friday, I'm shopping local and everybody knows about it. You're right, serving food on, thir- uh, you know, on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, I think it was a little bit of a, a mistake for, for Governor McKee. It's also, it's a pretty extended trip. You know, it's 12 you days. Me, it's 12 right, days. If you, if you told me that it was, uh, you know, even if you just said it was only next week, I might right. say, okay, well, I get it. But it's, it's adding on to that. And so, yeah, he's going to get criticized for it. And, and you know what? As you and I have talked about so much in the last couple of weeks, he, he's going to get criticized for it. He's going to hear that criticism and read that criticism, and he's going to hate it because he, he does not take criticism very well. But no. it is, it's at least deserving to be having a conversation about it, I think. Dan McKee, do we, uh, Dan McCown, excuse me, do we know where he's going? That, I read that, that if you put out something like that, that leads me to believe that he might even be out of the country. I mean, again, it's not, he's not doing anything wrong, you know, wrong, illegal or anything like that, but to put out something like that starting today and then through Thanksgiving Sunday, um, I I just think if he was going to be like in and out of town or even in Florida, that, you know, puts out something extensive like that. But do we have any idea where he's going to be the governor? All I know is that he, he has said he's not going to be out of the country. Oh, um, okay. So he has said that. But you, you're right. I mean, you know, it, 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 there's a difference between, you know, going to New Hampshire with your family. Right. Uh, you know, and and being out of town for, for a pretty extended amount of time. So, you know, it, it, God forbid something happened. You know this. Any time. Hey. Governor Kachiri, he was in Ohio, right. station, uh, the uh, smoke shop raid. Then he was in Florida, and then 
a bad snowstorm hit. And then he was late getting back. He was out of town with the station nightclub fire. So, you know, but here's the other thing. Now, Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, does, does that mean is she in charge? Should anything go wrong? Well, that, that so I believe if she if 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 the governor were to leave the country, there would be okay. more of a, a you know conversation you know yep. about that. I think Sabina Matos was asked yesterday, and she kind of said, "No, you know, I, I'll I'll hold the fort down here, okay. um, you know, and, and and we'll see how it goes." You know, again, if if nothing, if if things are completely normal and you don't see any, you know, God forbid, you don't see any tragedies or anything like that. You know, this will be a blip on the radar. But if I'm running against him, yeah. Uh, oh man, I would be. I would make sure that I that everybody in the state knew. In fact, I would probably mock him a little bit. I think I would send a press release to all the reporters and say, "To be clear, I will be in, in town for the next 12 days." Definitely some photo ops. Also, Governor Kachiri was in Iraq when the December debacle hit. Yeah. And then uh, I remember I had him on the radio. I, he just seemed totally deflated. And it was also that night that Lieutenant Governor uh, Elizabeth Roberts finally walked down. The, like they were so not on the same page, obviously, Republican governor, Democrat, Lieutenant Governor, and, and kind of said, is there anything I can do to help out? But, boy, you know, he he that was Governor Kachiri. That was several times whenever he would yeah. be out of town, something would go wrong. So I think Governor McKee rolling the dice a little bit. Maybe it's a trip to Hawaii. Maybe it's a trip just down to Florida. But. It just seems like it to me, and it, I, you know, everyone deserves a break to kind of retool a little bit. Seems a little bit. There's just a lot of things going on. Plus, you have the Rittenhouse verdict that could right. come down, and there could be unrest. Um, yeah, but, imagine John, if if you get like, so you're right. I mean, you, you you certainly could have unrest when the verdict comes down. Uh, imagine you know what, what we're talking about today. We're talking about uh, you know 516 new cases. Let's say you go on a streak of you know, 520, 530, yes. all days in a row, suddenly you're really <laughs> back to a position where you've got a real, you know, you, you, you've got COVID front and center again. Yeah. Um, folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, I, I want to, um, your your column on this situation with the the city clerk in Providence, um, what I think you, you also point out is, boy, the city council, when they don't want someone, they, they'll go to war to go to, to go after them. Yeah, this was one of those hard things, John. I think you, you, I'm curious your thoughts on this as somebody who's, you know, given his opinion on the radio for so long. But it's really easy to write when, you know, when there is clearly one side that is right and clearly one side that is wrong. It, it becomes more difficult when you start to look at things and you say, wait a minute, I think everyone's just a little bit wrong here. Yeah. Um, and this city clerk thing, like it's in the weeds, but the bottom line was, you know, the, the city council really wanted to push out uh, this city clerk. The city clerk is by, by many accounts does not appear to have been a particularly good boss, uh, you know, was, was not a very kind person to some of the women in his office, nothing, you know, sexual or anything like that, but, you know, certainly had a, certainly had an issue as kind of a, you know, a, sort of an alpha male sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and he got, and he got pushed out, but yeah, I, I'm glad you, that was your sort of takeaway of the column because, you know, one of the things that you're seeing, and this is this is what happens when you have, you know, a weak mayor. I, I don't mean weak. You know, that's it's up to others to decide if he's good or bad. But I mean somebody who's not sort of uh, in the mix on lots of things. You know, the mayor, ever, especially since he's announced that he's not going to run for governor, the mayor is a, you know kind of a second fiddle kind of uh, politician at this yes. point. And what you've got in in city halls, you've got a very dominant council president at this point, John Igliosi. And they are really, that leadership team is flexing their muscles. I mean, they were essentially going to impeach a, a city clerk. You know, wow. somebody, nobody knows. They, they, they were planning to do that before the clerk resigned. You know, you've seen them be very firm when it comes to the Mike Stevens, the rec director in the Providence Police Department. Yeah. Uh, you and I have talked about their relationship with Commissioner Perry, which is a long kind of standing thing. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you start to see even more of this. I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna start to see a lot of pressure from the Providence City Council on Commissioner Perry. I wouldn't be surprised if you start to see, you know, monthly, uh, you know, kind of uh, updates that they require him to come in on, um, because they're feeling very strong right now. They got a lot to kind of get off their chest and. 
you know, there is no mayor to step in and say, knock it off or, right. uh, you know, or, or, or by the way, the, the, the ugly part of politics, cut a deal to make things go away. Right. He's just not that person. And so no. you've, got a, you've got an aggressive city council right now. Is that part of the plan to bring in Parker Gavigan from NBC 10 to make them even like, you know, to me, that's to make them even more an effective weapon when they want to go after someone? Yeah, you know, I think I think it's absolutely part of it. And the thing that will be real that that Parker Gavigan will be an asset for that council um, is, you know, you, you forget how much these these comms people sometimes uh, communications people, I should say, they they kind of miss sort of how those of us in the media work. I'm yep. talking about things like, you know, you call a 4.30 p.m. press conference. Well, that's not good for the people right. who are going on TV at five o'clock, right? That's right. Uh, all things like that. And Parker Gavigan knows all this stuff, right? He's yeah. lived it and experienced it. And so I do think you're, you have, remember, you've had a kind of an exodus in the mayor's office. You've had yep. lots of people leave there. Um, so they're very kind of new to a lot of this stuff. You, again, you haven't seen, when's the last time you've seen the mayor hold a meaningful press conference in a long time. He is not. Uh, He's AWOL. Yeah. And so I think what you're going to see, and I think the the thing about John Nicolosi as the council president, the guy loves the limelight. He just does. It's who he is. Um, And I think Parker Gavigan is going to really help with that. Now, I don't know if it will help Parker. I I don't know if Parker Gavigan has the, you know, these guys always tend to become a little more timid once they're, in the PR role. I don't think he's right. going to be doing, you know, investigative work for the council, right. but simply like explaining how the press works and deadlines. Uh, you know, I, I think, yeah, I think, I, I think the council is going to flex its muscles for the next year. Okay. McCall, before we go to the break, what was the reaction at city hall and what was the reaction with mayor Lorz's camp when they announced that Parker was leaving the I team and then, basically joining the the council and being pretty well compensated you know it's funny the week though in the week leading up to the announcement there started to be i'm sure you heard too uh you know rumors that parker was going to be leaving and look parker's a big name it's it's akin to tim white leaving channel 12 right it would be a big deal um and you know i'd reached out to someone on the mayor's staff and i said did you guys hire parker gavigan you know thinking about the places that he could be landing and they and the person said uh, no, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was the council. And then sure enough, it was. Um, wow. I think that they're, uh, I think they're rolling their eyes a little bit because I think they know what's coming. I think they know this is going to just be a lot more aggressive council. Um, but, you know, it's going to be interesting for Parker because, you know, Parker is going to presumably want to do this job beyond the next year. Remember, Igliozzi's term limited. Right. Um, and so he's going to have a decision to make about, there's politics to be played here you know who's the next council president who you know are are you going to go scorched earth for the current team and then maybe burn bridges on the next team so he's got a lot to think about um you know over the next couple of months as he's kind of getting learning on the job folks quick break a lot more with dan mcgowan of the boston globe right here on the john DePietro show It is a challenge trying to run your business today, especially if you spend most of your time trying to find the right workers. Instead, let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Right now, are you spending a good amount of your time trying to find the right workers for your business, your company? Call MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals today, 508-336-7801. If you need Workers, drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, local, which is a.k.a. sleep-at-home drivers. Maybe it is drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled labor, office professionals. Even in the healthcare business, you can depend on MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. Call them today, 508 336 7801. How much time are you spending trying to find the right workers for your business? Let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them right now. 508 336 7801 for MEGA professionals. We're speaking with independent writer, columnist, opinion maker. It's Donna Perry. 
and DJ, uh, I, I can think I can almost speak for both of us. Neither one of us are really a fan of uh, Vice President Kamala Harris. Never, not as a candidate or a senator. I mean, we both kind of said she just didn't seem like a serious candidate the way she carries herself. I think this is really interesting how, you know, and it was CNN of all people that broke it. But right. she's very unhappy. The Biden people are very unhappy with her. They feel that the way that they run the staff, you know, you and I, we were talking during the course of her run for president that it just did not go well and how that was kind of breaking down. And she always has family members getting involved. And this is um, interesting to me that we're already seeing that there's definitely some problems within the Biden-Harris administration. Her poll numbers are are worse than Biden's at 28 percent approval rating. But I think it comes back to, you know, something that that you had talked about is and and it's almost like she was like a creation and she was never really yep. a serious candidate. And and let's face it, he had said he was going to pick a female. Then because of, you know, the unrest and George Floyd, it became a female of color. But here it is now. And we're on the brink of 2022. And she is just bringing nothing to the ticket at this point. No. And, and you're right. CNN of all people. I mean, they just went at it. They interviewed what I think that's three dozen people are like cited as sources. And it just paints, I mean, for them to have the headline frustrating and dysfunctional, like wow. <laughs> start. Um, but you're right. Like, here's the thing. A lot of her history in serving in office and then her own presidential campaign, John, that was a foreshadow that's of right. where, where this was going to go. Um, I, I've long thought that she was kind of like an invention and, and this kind of invented star yep. that she's really not. And, you know, and the media swooned and they built her up and all this stuff. But you're right. Like, OK, she's breaking barriers. You know what? There are many qualified people who could break barriers. Right. Um, but it, it you know, the crown went on to her head. But this was is brutal coverage. She has brutally low poll numbers. Um and when when you have this many people, lowest yeah, ever, even low for, lower than when Cheney shot that guy. Well, well, here's like that's a great because the thing is, a VP in a way is kind of like usually like an you know that softer role. So you usually you don't get the ire of the public, right? But she's also had, and you have done a great job always, you know, pointing out these optics are everything. And especially in, you know, the social media universe where everything can go viral in five seconds. And she's had these awkward appearances. And then she does this like annoying, weird laughter to serious questions. And so then I want to say with her staff, well, that's not the fault of the media when they would ask her a serious question and whether it's the border or other issues, you know, and she's so almost like offended and she can't be bothered to like get her hands dirty and these very difficult issues. That's to me, that's kind of how she comes across. Um, But when you have that kind of staff issue where they either, you know, her staff and Biden's staff, when when John, when they're like letting this leak out like this, I mean, the daggers are out there. Um, And I thought, if I may, what was even more, if you're a person who, you know, her kind of loyalists around her, they're, first of all, they're very upset and they feel that Biden's team is almost like intentionally, you know, undermining her, not giving her good assignments, like almost like they're setting her up to fail. So that Mm. shows like they have a very frosty, bad relationship as staffs, at least. And the other rumor that I had never heard was coming out saying there was even talk of behind the scenes if Biden goes for a second term, which is very unclear at this point, let's face it. <laughs> to say the least. To say the least, but that they would try to find like a delicate yes. way and nominate her for Supreme Court. Supreme Court to get her off To the get ticket. her out of there. Wow. But like, to, like, John, that's like, ouch. You know, like, oh, let's find a way. Yes. And they clearly don't think she's helping in any, and you know, when you're in a campaign, it's not just you help the ticket going in. You, they, People count on their VP to Let's be honest, the president, we know, you know, handles a lot of stuff. So, you know, she, they, I think they feel like she's almost negative baggage. You know, she's like not helping. But for this stuff to get out in, in Washington and those circles mm-hmm. and for this to get out like that or, or even for the rumor to be 
that let's say it's an open seat and Biden doesn't go to it, that there are other prominent Democrats behind the scenes who are saying, well, we're not going to just, you know, it's not just hers to grab, you know, they're not going to fall in line. So that should be very, these are red flags for her, her staff. It's just been a rocky uh, tenure, short tenure here, but almost a year. And she's like, we say she's been in the limelight. She's been in the public eye, her own campaign, we remember, and it was no less than the New York Times did the, didn't they do the burning, horrible, st- like they yes. did a takedown article. Yep. And then that was when her campaign was like, she folded it. So, but as, as you said, DJ, th- this stuff, somebody is leaking it out. Someone yep. is getting it out there. Um, this is obviously, you know, she's not used to this type of thing. Not, I'm not saying someone would be, but she um the all of this talk that basically you know he was going to step aside and let her become president i hope it i never believe that i hope this puts an end to it yep. it's just the opposite they i it, it sounds like they feel almost stuck with her and they're just not sure what to do about it yeah and and like we say you know for this whispering to get to that level yeah um there there are people very high placed next to him that wanted mm. this to come out I, yes. to me I mean, it doesn't just by accident come all the way out like that. Folks, again, you're listening to The John DePietro Show, uh, speaking with uh, Donna Perry, opinion maker and also columnist. The DJ also, and um, this is big news, Senator Leahy of Vermont, who I always thought, and I think we both agreed, looked like our uncle Jack. Jack. But what does it say that someone at that point is, uh, and I think you're going to see more of it. A lot of people are saying it's, it's not worth it. Uh, you know, the wrath, people are angry. This is not why I went to Washington. Uh, nothing is getting done. But that's that's significant that someone like Leahy is. Uh, and I'm not saying he's not up there, but that that is uh, no small retirement that he's not going to seek reelection. Well, right. You know, Jay, and, and also when you do have a, the sitting Democratic president up to now, right. as we say, they own they really own. The town. I mean, yeah. they've got the Senate and but yeah, by small margins, but they got the Senate and the House. Um, and then for him to just say, you know, I'm done and I'm getting out. And you don't know, you know, when, when the margins are that small in the U.S. Senate, that that's yeah. the way it struck me um, that either. Now, of course, it's Vermont. So they figure, well, that's easy to hand off to another liberal democrat um but you know they got people up there i mean bernie like okay some of these people i don't know they think they're going to serve till they're 120 like i mean (laughs) i mean honestly if you look at him biden and bernie i mean you know um they're going to hand it off now to what someone who's in their 70s maybe (laughs) you know that would be youthful um so i just think that that these are these signs are going to come it it is interesting of who is saying yeah i mean again like you say Leahy is 81 but you have a lot of these uh fine diane feinstein Uh, to me they should be on the watch for her yep and and as we say it wouldn't take much to flip the u.s senate back that's right the gop i mean if you see some of these standard bearers they've had the seats forever and I think you're going to see that, then this could be the perfect storm that then newcomers, you know what I mean? From the GOP and fresh blood, they're going to, they could take, they could make a run for those seats. Yep. Uh, uh, and if anything, uh, before we go to the break, DJ, uh, you know, Pelosi, she can count seats. Uh, they, yeah. they barely have the house. If everything continues as it is, this this could really set up, I mean, just a, a historic bloodbath for the midterms next, next November. Well, that's the thing. And like we say, so you have Harris is hardly helping the team. No. Uh, he is stumbling from one thing to the next, let's face yep. it. And so, you know, they can't be happy. And then you, I think the squad has shown, John, they, they don't know how to govern. They're not interested in it. Yep. They are with their ideology. They'll let the whole thing burn down. I mean, for those six people, they didn't, would not take the vote for right. his big infrastructure bill. Now, yep. privately, I, if you're his top chief of staff, well, you, you can't, you can't be very happy with the no. squad. Right. Right. So they're like thumb in their nose at him right to the end. So I just and that goes to Pelosi and how they can manage it. I don't think this discord in the National Democratic Party, that's not going to go away anytime soon. No, 
Folks, quick break, a lot more. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender banner, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best, and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340-401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired, 401-272-3340. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, you appeared on uh, with Jim Hummel, Lively Experiment, but I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing. But I am curious... Uh, Bob Bob Walsh, who I, is regardless what people think of him, um, he's very plugged in politically. Uh, what are what are his thoughts uh, that he shared on the the race for governor? Yeah, you know he's of the mind there, and that was it was an interesting. We're getting a lot of uh, uh, he, particularly him is getting a lot of criticism for some of the stuff he said about school committees there. Yes, uh, saw that. Um, but he, but you know, he's a guy who. Um, who is really interesting to follow when it comes to particularly that Democratic side for governor, right? Because uh, people miss that, you know, Gina Raimondo and he, he, they had a relationship, even if they didn't publicly love each other very much. Uh, you know, he obviously, orchestra, I mean, he is the single person who had a major, uh, is a major reason for why Angel Tavares is not your you That's know, right. your two-term governor of Rhode Island. Yep. He brought in Clay Pell. He did. So he's a huge factor. You know, he's of the mind that uh, that it's sort of anybody's game right now. He still says that he thinks that Governor McKee, you know, has some uh, opportunities. But what you saw, what you saw on, uh, even on Lively Experiment, you know, uh, six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, he would have said, he, he was kind of cozying up to Dan McKee. Now, a little bit of a shot about the ILO, the, the education consulting contract, yeah. a little bit of, you know, kind of shots about like kind of a disarray in that office. So it's clear to me that the, um, that the NEA in the unions, you know, at large are, are really looking for kind of other options right now. The one that that is the most obvious would be Seth Magaziner. Right. Um, you know, you notice that this is a very little thing, but I think it's something you'll appreciate. You just notice the way they refer to candidates. You know, uh, Bob uh, Walsh refers to Seth Magaziner as Seth by his first name. They yes. clearly have a, you know, kind of a long-standing relationship. The magazine is yep. obviously having been around for a long time. So I, I think that they're kind of the unions um, are, the public employee unions are really, I think they're starting to put out feelers to, okay, what, you know, what other options do we have? Doesn't mean they're all against Dan McKee at this point, but I think they are starting to see that, boy, we better have a backup option or maybe two backup options uh, if, if this guy isn't going to pan out. Folks, so speak with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, your colleague Ed Fitzpatrick has a story in today's Boston Globe. And, and I think this is interesting, uh, but it has to do with the population at the ACI. For a long time, Providence, most populated city, Warwick was always number two. Then Cranston, the past couple of years, surpassed uh, Warwick right. as the number two, but the a reason is that I didn't realize the population at the ACI is actually over two percent of the population in the city of Cranston. And the question this comes down is: so if you are at the ACI, does that make you a Cranston resident for as far as you know politics where you reside, or does that are you still in your your hometown? I I haven't seen anyone explore this before. Yeah, I, I never knew this was an issue until this year, until I started to see it be 
talked about in these redistricting things. Apparently, you talk to guys like John Marion from Common Cause, others yep. who say, yeah, yeah, we know we've been arguing in the ACLU. We, we've disliked this for years. I, I, I'm with you. I didn't quite realize how much of a factor it was. And the, the, the really interesting thing, I thought Ed did a really nice job with, with his story today because, you know, what he basically explains is it's very much a math game of, of, you know, where you count, but it is the question of where do you actually put the people right. if you're, you know, if, if you're not counting them all as one area. By the way, one area that used to be Speaker Mattiello's district, I believe, um, which is kind of interesting. That's right. Um, but, you know, it, it is. It, it becomes this question of, you know, suddenly if you have, you know, if you take 700 people away and you say, they're all Providence residents. It really does kind of throw things off. Um, it, it's gonna. It, it seems to be one of the most contested kind of issues with this redistricting. Of course, you and I both know that it won't be long before we, we actually see what the districts are going to look like. And then people are not gonna remember what the prisoners are doing. They're gonna remember, you know, did Dominic Ruggiero take out Providence from his district or, you know, what happens on the east side of Providence? There's all kinds of rewriting behind the scenes that's happening um, that's going to probably dominate the conversation politically. But this prison gerrymandering conversation seems to be getting a lot of attention among kind of the liberal activists. Um, and it's definitely something worth continuing to pay attention to. Folks, also in uh, the edition of the Globe, you can see more on boy that hocus pocus to the filming is uh, all over the state. And there's also been some pretty high profile arrests for some murders in uh, that have happened in the city of providence you hear me mention roadmap and i start the day and you can tell folks that i uh quote from it i i read it from from uh, beginning to end each morning it arrives free in your inbox and dan mcgowan right now if you could make that offer to anyone who's listening absolutely simplest thing you can do send me a blank email don't have to do anything other than write the email to ri news at globe.com ri news at globe.com i'll know what it is uh i'll sign you right up you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning and, and exactly like john said completely free you get sometimes you get scoops sometimes you get you know kind of analysis you get just news of the day you get all the links my column our podcast all that kind of stuff um you'll you'll start getting it before roughly before 8 a.m every morning so ri news at globe.com and you'll start getting it tomorrow Folks, he's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, great job as always, and we'll talk to you again. All right, talk next week. See you, John. MEGA Logistics, M-E-G-A. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300, MEGA Logistics. Everything you need to run your business efficiently. Whether you have freight, freight, goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight, supply chain management, routing, or maybe it's bill auditing, customer developing, a proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. You have enough, enough challenges trying to run your business. Let MEGA Logistics help you do that. Call them today, 401 431 2300 serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Again, if you have freight, freight, goods, warehousing, transportation, third party brokerage, you can depend on MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401 431 2300. 401 431 2300 for MEGA Logistics. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipetro.com. Check out the website, dipetro.com. We have original, unique, exclusive stories, videos, content, all our links to social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's all right there, and that's also the best way to reach me. Log on at the website, depetro.com, dipetro.com. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401-688-0517. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement. 
your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brother's Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brother's Disposal, 401 401- 688-0517. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook, Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Now, while you're there, uh, there's a lot of exclusive stories. Folks, we cover stories the rest of the media ignores. It's real news, whether it's video that we're out at a crime or a protest or various things that are happening, plus other exclusive stories that we break. Log on at the website. That's also the best way to reach me, by the way. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just scroll down a little bit. You'll see a a button that says contact john you can also support the program you you can also get some great merchandise in the shop right there at dipetro.com and it's all our links to social media whether it's facebook so you can watch facebook live or also twitter or youtube or instagram so take a minute and then also we have some great sponsors there as well it is a happening check it each day it's dipetro.com Fall is here. It's going to start to get colder. Folks, call R.E. Coogan and Heating today at 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 24-hour emergency service, whether it's plumbing or heating and cooling. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. As Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Call them today, 401-732-6562. You can also find them on Facebook and the website, recooganheating.com they're helpful trustworthy reliable residential services from winter to summer trained technicians provide 100 percent service one customer at a time service calls maintenance agreements call re coogan and heating today 401-732-6562 it's coogie 401-732-6562 again look for them on facebook and then the website recooganheating.com call now keep your home nice and warm gas oil burners 24 emergency service re coogan and heating 401-732-6562 j perry paving always provides high quality fair pricing exceptional service letter j j perry paving over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving residential paving seal coating patios general masonry projects give them a call today free estimate 401-732-1730 401-732-1730 letter j j perry paving a licensed and insured contracting company hey they'll meet their clients needs no matter how big or how small whether it's a brand new paving project or maybe just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed reach out to j perry paving get a free quote and remember no one's better for veterans two veterans than j perry paving if you are a veteran or related to one have them give them a call they may do their driveway for them 401-732-1730 find them on facebook and then the website is letter j j perry paving.com <laughs> 